0: what I get to do this week and you don't
1: I did I did it earlier nailed it moment of truth though
0: what are you drinking over there I'm just gonna jump right into that because I'm curious because the color is like red
1: tart cherry berliner white berliner weiss
0: is it weiss or weiss I don't even know
1: depends how German you want to be
0: this smells like wine Oh, boy. It's not bad. Not great? It's different. I'm drinking red apple bombshell rosé hard hard cider. It's different. It's very rosé. I think it's the most rosé cider I've had.
1: It said, like, on the thing in the back of the can, it says you expect a lot of sweetness, but you don't get that.
0: It's different. I like it. Actually, it's like not usually what I've been drinking, which is a good change because I've been kind of bored with the flavor profiles of the ciders I've been having. And it's a pretty color. And there's a Rosie the Riveter pinup lady on the front.
1: Was Rosie the Riveter a pinup girl?
0: No, but this one is. She's got like a crop top and heels. It's like if Rosie the Riveter stopped standing for everything that she stands for, that's what she would look like. Know what I mean? hmm Anyway, how's it going over there?
1: Fine. It's been really hot here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been awful, hellish to be outside.
0: Yeah. You've come home pretty drained every single day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just the work perk.
0: Work perk. Hashtag work perk. That's probably a hashtag already. Um, How are you doing? I'm okay. You wanted me to get really real on the podcast, so. TRL. We'll just get really real for a second. There's a lot of afflictions. Let me make it sound like I'm in an ad.
1: The no, no. I was gonna be try to do
0: like a Morgan Freeman situation. No, okay. There are a lot of afflictions that. Are you quite done yet?
1: I got it's, it's in the background.
0: Yeah, but you're really loud. You gotta go like back two feet. <laughs> There's a lot of aff- There's a lot. Of- you're distracting me. <laughs> Everyone experiences different hardships in life. Oh, that would have been a good time for it. Um, physically, mentally, whatever. Everyone has heart is- problems and issues.
1: Some people have problems getting hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, some people have heart issues and some people have issues that are hard.
1: If it, if it Viagra,
0: for, yeah, like seven hours or whatever.
1: Yeah, if it lasts for more than six hours, six or eight hours.
0: Um. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is I've been losing my hair. Patchily, if that's a word.
1: For not from the, the good spots, though.
0: No, I'm not losing my leg hair. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm losing my scalp hair Uh, for the last few months, which I'm not sure why. And that's why I went to the doctor.
1: Allegedly. That hasn't been proven by doctors yet.
0: What? That I'm losing my hair? Yeah. Oh, he was very... Okay. Let's get into this. I went to the dermatologist... How long do I have? Mm. I went to the dermatologist today, and it was a treacherous, horrible experience that left me scarred for life. Literally. No pun intended. Um,
1: it took a whole lot of your head.
0: I'll get there. They did take a whole lot of my head, so I got there and it was fine. And then I brought got brought into a room by a student, and then the student was like, "Oh, hopefully my like mentor finds which room we're in." Spoiler alert: he never did. So she like tried to fumble her way through like the weird questioning triage situation, which really equated to I didn't get asked any questions. Basically, I got like asked like three. Um,
1: well, didn't you or did you? What BS questions? You said you like didn't, three. and then you said three,
0: like three, and then I was like, okay. So then this other woman comes in and goes, "Hey, our office is. By the way, I'm not gonna say which dermatology I went to. It was within an hour and a half vicinity radius of Ithaca. So narrow it down from there if you want. You got like 15 choices. Anyway, then this woman comes into the room and she goes, "We're a little bit backed up." <laughs> And then she was like, but we're getting that checked out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, We're a little bit backed up. So the woman you're supposed to see is unavailable right now, but we have a male PA who's available and he has a student with him too. Are you okay seeing him? I was like, well, I don't really know the person I'm going to see. So I don't know that the person that I will see now is better or worse. So I was like, sure, whatever. And I wanted to get back to work. So then the student comes in first, and she's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. She's like, nice to meet you. Are you okay with us coming in instead? Just wanted to make sure. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. So then she comes back in with this, like, 35 to 45-year-old man, um, which, like, I have no problem with doctors that are 35 to 45-year-old men. But anyway... The first thing he does is come into the room. He didn't even introduce himself, okay? Which is weird. The first thing he does is he comes over and he, like, picks up my arm and, like, points to my moles and was like, you need to make sure these don't grow or change in any way because they could become cancer. And I was like, okay, well, that's not why I'm here. I was like, okay. And then he points to my freckles and he's like, you have freckles, you're going to get skin cancer. And I'm just like... Aren't we all? No, but, like, why would he say that like that? Also, I'm not there for my skin, so go away. But, like... You kind of are. Yeah, but... But... Uh, uh, so I'm, like, shocked at this point. And he's like, you're here for hair loss. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what? And then he starts, like, playing with my hair with his special light comb thing. I was like, am I getting checked for lice? Because I felt like it. But, um... He was, like, going through, and I was, like, oh, it's mostly starting, it's, like, patchy at the temples. So, he, like, looks there, and he's, like, this is weird. And I was, like, oh, my God. Can you please not use the word weird with my really sensitive female losing hair problem that I have? He's like, this is so weird. It's, like, normally with, like, women who are losing hair, it's, like, starts at the roots, and then it goes, you know, thins everywhere. But you just have, like, these patches. But there's no, like, pink or, like, scaly or anything. And then for the duration of the appointment, he's only talking to the student. It's like all of a sudden I'm just, like, one of those Barbie heads that's just sitting there, but I'm not really there. You know what I mean?
1: In cosmetology school?
0: Yeah. And I keep trying to, like, talk, and he interrupts me every time to talk to the student. And keep keeps saying this is weird. And I'm just like, please don't use the word weird anymore. Then he goes, well, I think you're just balding. And I was like, he didn't ask me. Also, he didn't ask me any questions about my stress level. If I've had like trauma or severe weight loss or anything. He's just like, well he asked me if my thyroid levels were normal to which I said yes
1: I do how does one know that
0: well I said I had I was like well, I got an endoscopy done in October to find out that I was uh, allergic to gluten and then when they tested everything my thyroid levels were normal so I knew that from that otherwise you'd have to test for your blood but um so he was like well if you had a gluten allergy this should have helped not make it worse and then I was like yeah. And then he like interrupts me. And it's like, that was like, basically directed at the student. And I was like, okay. And he's like, it's your genes. I think your genes have just turned on and you know, you're balding. And I was like, he's really not great at doing this. And he's like, we can take a biopsy and send it off to test for like lupus or other autoimmune disorders. But I think it's going to come back negative And they're just going to say your patient is balding. And I was like, can we please stop with the B word? And he didn't. Then he goes, you could use Rogaine if you want to, but you'll probably grow facial hair. And I was just like, okay. And I'm like almost in tears because I'm weird. I'm balding. I might grow a beard if I try to fix it.
1: Could have lupus.
0: I probably don't, though. Then they took a biopsy, which was whatever. I don't really care. It was funny, though, because they used those little punch tools. And when you and I worked in Florida, we did a we did work with sea turtles, and we took little punches of their shells. Remember? hmm And I said to the PA as she was doing it, the student, I was like, I used to work in wildlife science, and I, I punched a turtle shell once, so I guess this is karma. And she was just like, What? I was like, never mind. She's like, okay. So now I have stitches in my head, and I have to go back to get them removed. The first time? Stitches in my head? Stitches. No.
1: Where else do you have stitches?
0: I got teeth removed. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think that was it. But I have to go back, and they have to take the stitches out. And that's when I'll get my biopsy results. And I'm just like, came back to my office. First of all, I was like, I need something to cheer myself up. So I went and bought my whole office coffee. Because I was like, you know what makes people happy? Surprise coffee. And having everybody be around me excited about having surprise coffee will make me happy because they're excited. So I bought everyone coffee. And then I was just told them about it. And they're like, you need to see somebody else. <laughs> they were like, that's so awful. And I was talking to my sister, who's an actual like doctor with a doctorate and everything. And she was like, well, first of all, that's crazy. And he sounds like a wackadoo, which I think I've heard in relation to doctors before, or like a quack. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, also, it's not your, – like, your hair loss isn't, like, normal hair loss. It's not like what he said. It's, like, patches. So, it's – and the only p- – one thing that I got out of it was that he said it's possible that when I got my endoscopy done, um, he said that sometimes people who have surgeries – the anesthesia and the act of going into surgery stresses their body so much that they lose hair. And then like eight months later, it comes back. Mm -hmm. But we're like at past eight months by a lot. I don't know. Then on the way, when I was ready, almost ready to leave the office, the like the patient room, he was like, here, I'll give you some materials. He hands me a sheet about moles and a sheet about sun protection. And he was like, you got to prevent that skin cancer that you might get. And I was like, dude, I came in here for my hair. Like, can we stop with the mole talk? Like, whatever. I'll come back later for that if I want to. But, like, um, it didn't make any sense. And then everybody leaves, and I sit there. And then, like, 30 seconds later, the student comes back in, and she's like, oh, you're you're okay to leave, by the way. And I was like, okay. <sighs> It was awful. And now I feel worse than I did yesterday.
1: Oh, well, keep going on that train. I'll let make you even more.
0: Are you going to call me weird, bald, and, and, and other things?
1: I'm going to tell you a satire from underground.
0: Okay, tell me.
1: Also, that sucks.
0: Thanks. That was really supportive. Thank you.
1: Mm -hmm. i'll let you vent we held off on the entire ordeal so that other people can also share and Um, and commiserate
0: yeah if you want to make me feel better can you please send me love and words of support and also tell me how much you hate that doctor pa whatever also to our email address sadtalespodcast at gmail.com i could really use a friend Thank you. And that's my story.
1: Yeah, so when I finish my story we're done then.
0: No, I have another one. That's my story. I have to tell somebody else's story afterward.
1: Mm. Um, let's see. Start as I always do. Born September t- or September February 27th, 1968. So close. Yeah. A factor of 2 days. I said September, February.
0: Yeah. They were almost born on February
1: 29th. Yeah, but I said September.
0: I know, but they're so close to February 29th.
1: Oh, they meant like me being two days off from September.
0: No, 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 no.
1: Uh, Lisa Montgomery was born on that day. Uh, and I couldn't find a whole lot about her childhood. It other
0: sounds familiar, this name.
1: We'll find out. Other than it was, uh, you know, pretty articles quoted as chaotic. I would probably go with shitty. Mm-hmm. um throughout her childhood she was uh raped and beaten by her stepfather
0: yeah chaotic really
1: mm-hmm. um upon turning 13 her stepfather built a separate room in their trailer nope, so his nope, assaults could be done no, in private No. also like how private more like secret
0: in a trailer yeah and what? The other people in the house were just like, oh, yeah, that room over there for nothing.
1: Yeah. I... Alex! Also inside the room were bottles of alcohol that um, she started to get into because of all this. I would. And also, I'm not sure if she was ever forced to drink during these events.
0: Oh, God dang.
1: Um, But the whole room situation lasted for about a year until... She was uh, 14 and her mom just burst in one day and held a gun to her daughter's head.
0: To the daughter's yeah. head?
1: I don't know if she just finally had enough.
0: Wait, the daughter's yeah. head? Not the father's No, head? she held She a, thought she was like a, a, a harlot or whatever? I
1: guess. Oh my god. So she threatened her daughter with a gun. So I'm, I'm not really sure if she just finally either found out on that day or just finally had enough. But it's a trailer so you can't really be I that think, yeah. oblivious. Um, so unfortunately for Lisa, she continued to live in that home until she was 18 and she saw her opportunity to leave and she married young. She married in 1986, uh, to a man named Carl Bowman. Um, some articles said he was Lisa's stepbrother. Where are we? Uh, um, Kansas. Hmm. Yeah, because it's like, this will be ultimately her first marriage, and it's like, Carl Bowman, her ex-husband slash stepbrother.
0: Ew. Just because you don't share genes doesn't mean that you're not related.
1: Um. Together,
0: also, I'm looking at this picture on my desktop, and I can see that hair loss.
1: Together, the couple had four kids Ew. in just under four years. Oh. Um, and sometime during her first pregnancy, she realized that like when she was pregnant, she got a lot of attention. So she's like, "Let's keep doing this." Ew, a lot of people.
0: No, it's not worth it.
1: Um, so in total, they had three girls and a boy. And following the birth of her son, because he was the last one, doctors advised her against having any more kids, and she went underwent tubal ligation. What? Getting her tubes tied.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it was the just how quickly it all happened, or yeah, maybe. Um, during their fourteen years of marriage, uh, Lisa cheated multiple times, and because of like her cheating and other like lying and other shitty things that she did, the couple when the family had to move a bunch of times, so they moved from Oklahoma to then New Mexico and then to Kansas.
0: Those must have been some serious affairs to move states. Yeah. That's like sex with the mayor type affair. You never know. It's like front submit. of the tabloids. Sometimes
1: you leave your purple shorts in them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all our Stardew Valley player listeners. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Lisa was described as being selfish, a chronic liar with low self-esteem and overly critical of others. Um, so she got her tubes tied uh, probably she's like 22, 23 when she got her tubes tied. Um, in the 1990s, she told people that she was pregnant twice. <laughs> um, in 1993, Carl filed for divorce, but in 1994, they remarried in Arkansas.
0: They remarried? hmm. Is this one of those like renew your vow stupid situations?
1: Either that or just like, I guess, forms weren't finalized and they're just like, rip them up and it doesn't matter. In 1998, Lisa filed for divorce, and she took her, the four kids, and in 2000, she married an electrician named Kevin Montgomery, and who had three kids of his own, hmm. so they joined seven? households. Yeah, it's
0: the part, I mean, the Brady Bunch.
1: hmm So Lisa and her kids moved into Kevin's house, and in total, it was Lisa, Kevin, their seven kids, and Kevin's parents
0: in a Ew. house. Ew. Uh, too many.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um... For the most part, Lisa was like a homebody. She didn't do too much. She raised some goats nice. for fiber. Nice. She taught um, her kids and Kevin's kids how to spin, dye, and weave the yarn. That's dope. Don't know where she learned that, but...
0: I don't know. Rumble stiltskin probably.
1: Um, neighbors knew Lisa as a neglectful mother, saying that she often saw her, her kids in rags for clothes, and other reports of her just like lounging around on the couch when her, p- her kids were like crying out for attention yikes um but when she interacted with other people all lisa would say was like how great her kids were and all that's all the, the topic conversation she would have with other people this is my kids they're great this is what they're doing etc interesting um so like i said she was a pretty big homebody how but big <laughs> so big how <laughs> big was she <laughs> Um, but she also spent a lot of time on message boards for rat terrier breeders.
0: <laughs> Yappy dogs. Mm-hmm. Hyperactive.
1: Um, and there she met a woman named Bobby Joe Stinnett, who was, um, just like a really well-known person was really knowledgeable about like rat terrier genetics and like the breeders involved in that. Cause that's a thing, I guess um and the two started talking a lot over online and they would often talk about their pregnancies quote-unquote
0: was this like sisters
1: yeah like that one show yeah what was that
0: i don't remember yeah, do I? my weird life or something
1: um mid 2003 lisa began wearing maternity clothes what is wrong that, with her saying that she was expecting and as her due date began to get closer and closer, she's, she's like, Oh, shoot,
0: I need a baby.
1: No, she then said, I miss she miscarried.
0: Oh, no. Okay. She,
1: d- she did need a baby, but she's like, I don't know where to get a baby. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, where do you find one of those these days?
1: Um, November 2003, Bobby Joe and Lisa actually met at a dog show in Abilene, Kansas. Um, this is despite Bobby Joe not even knowing that she met um, Lisa. they just like, I guess they never exchanged images so she wasn't sure
0: oh, what lisa looked how like they find out they just...
1: um somebody also on that message board had a photo of them meeting i guess or like just maybe they were taking a photo of the show and they're the like the rat terrier yeah. show um a few months after this after her miscarriage and the dog show uh, lisa miscarriage. said miscarriage yeah lisa said she was again pregnant and was expecting in december 2004 mm-hmm So, during this pregnancy, she started to cut back on her work at her three jobs. I never saw what she was doing for those three jobs, along with raising goats.
0: And children. Yeah. Seven of them.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: (laughs) She had seven kids, and then lots of other kids.
1: (laughs) Maybe that's what the neighbors saw. They're like, she just didn't treat her kids well.
0: (laughs) They were crying out, and they had rags on them.
1: It was just kids and t- diapers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People have goats in their house. i yep. put a diaper on it.
1: Yeah, baby goat. Um, so, this pregnancy, this new pregnancy, quote unquote, that she had, even... She even believed, like her husband believed this. For some reason, the articles mentioned that Kevin was commuting seventy miles to work every day, and she believed she was pregnant.
0: <laughs> that was the <laughs> sentence. Yeah, I don't. What does this commute? What is this commute? <laughs> commu- I don't know do why that's anything. important.
1: Maybe because he's, he's putting in the time, and he's such like a devoted. That's weird. Family man or that's something. So
0: strange. Okay.
1: Um, all this is happening while Carl, her first husband slash stepbrother, possibly. <laughs> Uh, was beginning to file for custody for two of the kids.
0: What? Oh. <laughs> that's so sad. Why two of them? What happened to the other two? I
1: don't know. Maybe they liked Lisa more. Wow. Uh, on December 16, 2004, Lisa, Lisa posted on that Rat Terrier site.
0: Rat Terrier Pregnancy Group?
1: Yeah, dot, dot com.
0: DM. <laughs>
1: um, she posted as uh, Darlene Fisher... And contacted Bobby Joe wanting to buy a rat terrier.
0: She posted as Darlene Fisher. And she's
1: like, my name's Darlene Fisher. I'm looking to buy a rat terrier.
0: Got it. Is she fishing? hmm Fisher fishing? Yep. Cat fishing?
1: Um, and Bobby Joe agreed to, like, Darlene coming by to pick up one of her rat terrier puppies and gave her directions to her house. Um, the next day, Kevin gets a phone call from Lisa saying she gave birth to a baby at a woman's clinic while out shopping
0: was it a rat terrier mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um kevin and two of the kids go and meet lisa at a long john silver parking lot where she's holding a baby Oh,
0: <gasps> she took bobby joe's baby
1: and the group drives home back together um and while the group was driving back home we had uh, to pick
0: her up at a long john silver mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> in a parking lot i don't
0: weird okay
1: um while the group is driving back to their house bobby joe's mother comes home and finds her daughter dead in a pool of blood with her stomach cut open and a fistful of blonde hair (gasps) so if you didn't catch that it was a little fast um bobby joe's mom finds her daughter dead in a pool of blood who didn't
0: a, catch that?
1: I don't know. I, I kind of all just streamed it out.
0: Okay, I can't do it with
1: her stomach cut open and oh. her and her fist was a blonde uh, f- like full of blonde hair. Um she had been strangled with a neon pink rope and given a impromptu C section.
0: Who has the training to do that without cutting the baby? I don't know how it works, but I feel like I had accidentally stabbed the mm-hmm. baby. Oh, my God.
1: Um, So we're going to go into... I
0: thought he was already born.
1: No. Because they were discussing their pregnancies.
0: Oh, my God. And she knew her due date. Oh, God. That's
1: disgusting. Uh, Bobby Joe was a high school cheerleader. She graduated with honors from high school in uh, 2000, in May 2000. In April 2003, she married her high school boyfriend, Zebulon James Stinnett.
0: I'm sorry, what?
1: Zebulon. I told you he would like that name.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I just, that's a, an amazing name. I think a Zebulon can only be such a certain type of person. It makes sense that he would marry a message board rat terrier lady. Mm-hmm. Do you think he plays D&D and LARPs?
1: I was thinking more like, uh, yeah, I guess I don't know what games are around in Tales Three. Warcraft?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Maybe some, uh, Dota. I don't know if Dota's around. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, oh, boy. That and shortly af- thereafter, they are expecting their first child. Bobby Jo worked briefly at a garden center where she reportedly loved working with, like, the animals and other things that, and the other live things that, that or were there. Um, and then she left that. The to... li-
0: she worked like working the, the live things. Yeah. Get me out of the gravel section.
1: I want to work at the puppies and the cats and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, but why are there dogs at a, gra- a garden center? I
1: don't know. It's like pet store slash garden center.
0: Weird. Like tractor supply where there are chicks.
1: Sometimes. Uh, yeah. So she works at the garden center before taking a job at her husband's work, um, a Kawasaki manufacturer. Hmm. Um. She was, also, like I said, she was also very prominent in the rat terrier show circuit. Clearly. Where she would often share her extensive knowledge on their genetics and, like, their breeders involved. I guess certain breeders have certain genetic lines that... And she's like, oh, yeah, you want, yeah, it's like Tim, in, horses, you want yeah. Tim in Anchorage or whatever.
0: Did you just make that up? Yeah. Anchorage? Yeah. Like, the name of a dog is Anchorage?
1: No, like tim is a breeder in anchorage alaska that has oh
0: i thought you were naming two dogs tim and anchorage and i was like who named their dog anchorage also that maybe (laughs) it sounds like a stupid horse name
1: um and then the lisa and bobby joe met online because they were both like breeders and had an interest in rat terriers Mm. however you develop rat terrier interests (laughs) Um, this is all the while Lisa's telling others on the same site that she was pregnant, but people on the site were like, okay.
0: Well, why would they doubt it?
1: I guess she was sharing pictures also because they're like, based on her size, she was not pregnant. Oh. Um, she was like posting things like she was pregnant with, um, with twins and expecting, um. Relatively soon, but then a month later, she posted that she had lost the babies and then apparently had done this a couple different times to different people. Attention. Um, a day after the baby was or was, uh, was birthed...
0: Was v- removed, f- mm-hmm. forcibly.
1: She was taken out to a diner to be shown off, just to like, look at my new baby. And then Ooh, okay. she went off to church and... Even, like, the pastor and her husband are like, I didn't think she was pregnant. What the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> Where'd this baby come
1: from? Um, yep, yep, yep.
0: It's a hairless rat terrier. hmm
1: So, at this point, we have a woman dead and a missing baby. So, an Amber Alert is issued.
0: Oh, you get an Amber Alert that young? I guess so. Not a little Amber Alert?
1: Little, L-I-L.
0: Yeah a wee amber alert
1: that's actually a story i want i wanted to do at one point but it didn't seem like there was a lot there the amber like how amber alerts came about oh was a girl named amber went missing yeah i don't think she was ever i don't think she was found Mm. um someone else on the rat terrier site noted that a darlene and bobby joe arranged a meeting so that woman contacted the fbi because like that would have been the last person to see bobby joe alive um, and Darlene's post was tracked back to Lisa's computer. Yep. And police were also able to verify that no babies were born at a women's clinic in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, cameras at the diner noted similarities between Lisa's vehicle and the vehicle outside of Bobby Joe's house.
0: Bobby Joe has a security camera.
1: Either that, or she lives in an <laughs> apartment complex. Oh, one of
0: those signs with the the man with the hat and the and the jacket. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. He's a silhouette, and he's got a hat and a jacket that goes over his face, and he's got eyes to look like this, like squinted.
1: No. I and don't. they
0: go. This is a watched area.
1: Neighborhood watch.
0: It, with the man, the Carmen Sandiego mm. hat.
1: Carmen Sandiego's dead.
0: No, she's not.
1: Jeez. Um. So obviously, police are able to track down the baby back to lisa and victoria joe Stinnant was recovered a day after being birthed
0: oh that's her name you never said
1: yeah now well now that she is able to come back to her
0: oh she kept the joe wait what
1: well like she was recovered police are able to take her back and then gave her back to her family and then at that point she's given victoria joe
0: her middle name's joe yeah that's
1: cute um yeah she was a cute name she was able to go home with her grandparents. Well, her dad's still alive. Oh, yeah. Zebulon.
0: <laughs> right, Zebulon.
1: Um, after spending a couple days <laughs> at the hospital. Because, I mean, she was otherwise healthy despite being like a month early.
0: That's awful.
1: Um, also interesting fact, Bobby Joe was the third member of her family to be murdered within four years. Stop. Her cousin was stomped to death by her boyfriend, and then another member of her family went missing.
0: Oh, my God. What a curse.
1: Um, Lisa was charged with kidnapping resulting in death, which I didn't know was a thing. Oh,
0: because she was kidnapping the baby and it resulted in someone else's death.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: That seems like a lesser charge.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I guess the death still. Yeah. Um, Neuropsychologists noted that head injuries she could have sustained during like her beatings as a child may have damaged her aggression control centers Mm. in her brain. Um, while her defense was arguing that she had pseudo Sices or false pregnancy, like w- women believe they're pregnant. Oh. I've C Y E S I S.
0: Um,
1: for a while, there was some suspicion on Lisa's brother. It's got to be Size. Tommy. C
0: Y E S I S.
1: C Y E S I S.
0: That's Size.
1: Um, there was some suspicion on Lisa's, brother's, Lisa's brother, Tommy, that he had killed Bobby Joe, but he had an alibi as he was with his parole officer.
0: Yeah, having tea.
1: Yep. Um, Spilling the tea. Lisa's family was rather combative, and they didn't want to cooperate, um, and they didn't want to describe her childhood because, you know, mm-hmm. it was pretty mm-hmm. chaotic.
0: Yeah, wh- Whatever.
1: Um, court, psio- court psychologist diagnosed her with false the false pregnancy, She pseudocyes, pseudocyes, <laughs> um, depression, borderline personality disorder, and PTSD. Um, in October two thousand seven, it she-
0: seems like she has some sort of postpartum something too.
1: Potentially, is that a because doesn't have a fun snappy what? acronym?
0: Postpartum. Yeah, I don't know, but it's like there's some that are like people who were like wish they were still pregnant and there are some that have a baby and they're like i don't want this baby Mm.
1: could you ptsd for because birth birthing is pretty traumatic
0: i don't think that that's the problem i mean maybe it is there's a lot to be learned about postpartumness and whatnot
1: Um, In October 2007, she was found guilty and given the death penalty. Wow. Um, It would later come out that her full background obviously was not told to the jury, and so they didn't have all of the information about her life when they convicted her. Um, But she has since not been able to get another review on her case, Um, and she's currently being held in a fort worth medical facility prisoner prisoner number 11072031. Wow. Oh my gosh and she's the only woman with a federal death sentence in that facility hmm. and she's going to be there indefinitely well it would seem
0: yeah huh is that still in kansas
1: that would that's all she's being held in fort worth texas right now
0: oh texas sorry
1: um as another aside for her like mental ability not being all there um i guess friends and neighbors also noted that um she was also often, often like disassociated with reality when they knew her before this whole murder thing so wow well, childhood trauma and beatings really messed people up
0: hashtag shook over here there's a lot on my mind
1: i did write that somewhere in these notes i think
0: hashtag shook
1: I wrote shook (laughs) somewhere.
0: I, Jesus. That was like a story that just like hit hard, you know, like bam. Leaves you with your mouth open Mm -hmm. sort of situation.
1: There is also a, um, it's not like a pillar, but it's like a, not just like a placard, either it's like a, a an obelisk <laughs> it's not an obelisk either it's like a there's a marker for um where bobby joe was killed oh like just detailing i thought it
0: was in a house
1: yeah but i think it's since been oh it the picture on wikipedia is just like this thing a in a lot. vacant lot
0: yeah. <sighs> wow that's really messed up in a lot of ways the whole thing was messed up i mean Start to finish. Not
1: that there is a bright side or a positive spin. Yeah, the we baby, learned that Zebulon is a name. I that mean, was the bright side. The baby lived.
0: Well, that's true. That too. Thank you. You're
1: even more upset now?
0: Yeah. So I've noticed you like taking online quizzes to learn more about your personality and your tastes hmm like buzzfeed and whatnot yeah. would you say this is accurate
1: somewhat rather i don't go on buzz when i do go on buzzfeed i take a bunch of quizzes right
0: exactly have you ever taken a quiz to find out more about your tastes
1: mm, maybe once or twice
0: well i'll tell you what i did i took a quiz on wink.com mm-hmm. and this let me know my tastes according to wine. So I did this like little profile quiz, personality situation, and based on my results, I got suggested four different bottles of wine to put in a box to have shipped here to try. That seems like something that you would probably like or anybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't want to just figure out what you're into.
0: Yeah. Wink.com takes what you like based on other scenarios in your life and they make a personal box just for you you order it and it's shipped to your house and you don't even have to go out of the door i mean maybe if you have to like walk to the mailman then you have to go Mm -hmm. to the door but other than that right to your house
1: and as benefit of like figuring out doing this quiz and getting all these bottles as benefit when you go out to dinner the next time you can figure out what you like because when you go out to dinner there's just like a list of like 300 options and (laughs) You're like, I don't know that one.
0: Well, yeah, you know what you like from what you've gathered. And the good news is our listeners have a special offer that we can give you and that Wink can give you. If you go to trywink.com slash sadtales, you can get $22 off your first box of wine, which is four bottles, and complimentary shipping.
1: That's just a, a great deal. I mean...
0: $22 off four bottles of wine? That's like over $5 per bottle. Math.
1: So if everything we just said and that quick little spiel interests you, you should go on over to trywink.com slash tales, and that'll be $22 off your first box of four bottles of wine and complimentary shipping. And that's just wine delivered to your door, and you can figure out what you like and
0: bam, go from there. Drink some wine. All right. Alex. Have you had enough talking about babies? Never. Good, because my story is about babies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the baby murderer.
0: <laughs> You're like telling me the story and as it's unfolding I'm like, oh, we have a theme. Unbeknownst. No, I had no idea. You
1: were not beknownst.
0: I wasn't a 1967.
1: Almost a summer of love.
0: What was that, 1969?
1: Um, According to the woman on Food Network today, it was 1968.
0: Oh, well, she would know. June 14th, 1967, Kathleen Fulbig.
1: 1968 was mine.
0: Oh, my gosh. Was born? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. In Australia? No. No. Candace. Shucks. So she was born on June 4th, 1967. On January, on January in January nineteen sixty nine, I could not find the year. Nice. Uh, I mean, I could not find the date. Sorry. Uh, Kathleen's father, Thomas, murdered her mother, also named Kathleen.
1: She was Kathleen Folbigg Junior.
0: I don't know if they had the same middle name. So they say. So a few sources said January nineteen sixty nine, and some sources said. Two weeks before Christmas in 1968, so it's a little unclear Hmm. as to when. But sometime between December 1968 and January 1969, Kathleen's father, Thomas, murdered her mother, Kathleen. He stabbed her 24 times, and he said that he did this because he was upset at his wife for not taking as much care of Kathleen, the little Kathleen, as he wanted. Fun. Yeah. Kathleen was put into foster care for a little while. Then she was moved to a children's home on July 18th, 1970. And then after that, she went to her forever home um, with a couple named Mr. and Mrs. Marlborough.
1: After the Marlborough fortune?
0: Yeah. I don't think it was made in Australia, but I don't know. Um, Fun fact... She did not learn that her mom was murdered until 1984. She just thought she was in Marlboro.
1: The benefit, I guess.
0: Yeah. 1984, so she's, like, almost 20.
1: Yeah. 18.
0: That's when they're like, we should tell her. I guess it's fair. She's an adult, you no. Yeah. When she was 15, she left school... And a few years later, she married a man named Craig Fulbig. Um, she left school because she found living at home to be a little bit difficult, and she wasn't very happy, so she just kind of pieced out and went her own way. So she married Craig, and on February 1st, 1989, Kathleen and Craig had their first child named Caleb. That's right. It's this 1987 that's wrong. Um... So February first, nineteen eighty nine, they have their first child, Caleb, and he was born healthy, but he had noisy breathing, kind of like our cat.
1: He got the whooping cough. <laughs>
0: he sounds like our cat. He's like, uh, uh. and then you take him into the vet, and they just say your cat is fat, and that's it. Um, you
1: gotta take him to Colorado, get that clean air.
0: For the record, we do not overfeed our cats, so don't at us. Is that what the cool kids say? Mm. Don't at me, bro. Come at me, bro. No, we, we, she's on a diet.
1: So. We don't even touch our cat. We just, she's the thing oh, to look at. Oh
0: my God, stop. So they take little old Caleb to, I was going to say the vet, to the doctor, and he got diagnosed with laryngomalacia, whooping cough, which is congenital softening of the larynx, which for layman's terms is a voice box, causing noisy breathing and often goes away with treatment without treatment sorry it's a thing that happens with kids You've so
1: it doesn't go away without treatment It with
0: often goes away without treatment is what i meant to say so
1: if you get treatment it doesn't go away
0: i mean it, it, there's nothing to do it's like babies are born with squishy larynxes and then eventually it hardens and you stop being
1: mm. yeah long. but it's congenital so isn't that
0: yeah when you're born
1: oh i thought it was like born genetic. with it
0: born with it con genesis I don't know I'm pretty sure it's like right? I mean I think it's I think it's partially genetic it's just like you're born with it so I guess that's genetic
1: that's always associated congenital with like your parents congenital had heart it. failure
0: yeah um yeah but it babies have it sometimes and it goes away usually um on February 20th Kathleen puts Caleb down for a nap in the room next to hers I guess it's not a nap it's nighttime but anyway Around 2 a.m., Craig wakes up hearing Kathleen screaming, My baby, something is wrong with my baby. She probably didn't scream it like that. That was a little lackluster. But anyway, Craig rushes in and finds little Caleb dead.
1: The black commander was nice?
0: No. Uh, They took him to, well, the corner or whatever, determined that it was probably Sid's. Probably. Or smothered. On June 3rd, 1990, they had their second child, Patrick, which is like real close to the last one. Um, Craig wanted to help take care of the mother and child, especially because their last one died and all that stuff. So he stays home for about three months to help out around the house and to take care of the two of them. On October 18th, 1990, Kathleen puts Patrick to bed. In the middle of the night, Craig wakes up to Kathleen screaming again from Patrick's room. And she's next to the baby, but the baby isn't breathing. So Craig goes into full superhero dad mode, Mr. Incredible, and starts giving CPR to the baby. While an ambulance is called. And Patrick is taken to the hospital and diagnosed with epilepsy and cortical blindness. Do you know what cortical blindness is? Blindness, Loss of vision due to damage of the occipital cortex in the brain. It's mother. He's alive, though.
1: You're pushing too hard on the baby face.
0: Yeah, he's alive, though. On February 18th, 1991, Kathleen calls Craig at work, which is like a weird choice instead of calling other people. But she screams, it's happened again. And he rushes home, and Patrick is dead in his bed and is unable to be resuscitated.
1: I mean, to your point, if you're, like, stressed out, you're not going to be like, I should call the police. Yeah, you Uh, would. Maybe after you get off the phone with, like.
0: No. Have you ever been in a medical emergency? Yes. What? Yours. Okay, but I had already called the ambulance. Sort of. But, like I was in a, I was a normal person in a medical emergency, and I called the ambulance. So anyhow, Patrick's dead too, unfortunately. <sighs> After they lost their second child, the two of them decide to start fresh and they move to Thornton, New South Wales.
1: Where were they living before? Queensland?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Generic Australia?
1: Coast Australia? Cause that's the only people, place people live yeah, in Australia? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, According to that map in the winery that we saw in Quebec. Um, on October 14th, 1992, the couple has a third child named Sarah. And Sarah was having trouble sleeping at times. And they took her to the doctor. It turns out she has mild sleep apnea. They have, like, breathing problems in this family.
1: So it's probably Genetic.
0: Yeah. Um, they were given something called a sleep apnea mod- monitoring blanket, which is, like, maybe it got, like, stuff that if there's no movement, then they're like, oh, snap, and that it sets off alarm. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. I um, And look it up. So they are given that, and it's to make sure that nothing goes wrong with Sarah, especially given the fact that they have lost children, but Kathleen adamantly does not want to use it
1: um i'm to sound a lot like that woman well, I it's connectedy i know forgotten her name already
0: um tinning Mary Beth. Uh, she's
1: like no doctors want me to do this i'm not doing that
0: yeah um so kathleen doesn't want to use it she's also often very upset and angry with sarah Um, on August 29th, shout out to my sister, whose birthday that is. On August 29th, 1993, that's not her year, but that's her birthday. Craig woke up to Kathleen at the bedroom door, which is like creepy. Don't just stand there. That's awkward. And he goes in to the room with Sarah and she's lying on her bed on her back and is warm, but not alive. Um, doctors found abrasions near her mouth minor congestion and an and, and edemas and this is all edema yeah right sorry whatever
1: i thought you said edemas
0: <laughs> i'm sorry and these symptoms are a little bit questionable symptoms not symptoms these factors whatever anyway
1: evidentiary points
0: yeah they're like meh okay why does this kid have cuts on her mouth so I, know, I got these scars yeah exactly they decide they need a fresh start again so they move to singleton australia
1: they had to split up then
0: <laughs> singleton um on august 7th 1997 kathleen gives birth to their daughter laura So this is their first, fourth child, right? Yeah. Laura also had a little bit of sleep apnea, but again, Kathleen doesn't want to use the blanket for monitoring. Uh, 19 months after she's born, Laura catches a cold and Kathleen starts giving her medication for the cold. And on February 27th, 1999, the, um the ambulance crew was called to their house because Laura was dying. They show up and Kathleen is giving CPR to her daughter on their, their like breakfast bar thing. Um, But unfortunately it was too late. And the coroner determined that she was too old to have died from SIDS. And given the past history suggests that the police started an investigation because there was no determinable cause of death. Mm -hmm. So he's like, this is fishy. A detective starts to investigate the deaths of all of Kathleen's children, but deep down inside he doesn't think that it's her because he felt that women were incapable of harming their own children based on their motherly instincts that they are born with, and it was making him di- it difficult for him to want to pursue the investigation.
1: Well, there is like a disproportionate number of male killers to female killers.
0: Yeah, but I le- there was like 15% or so causes of infant deaths are by their mothers.
1: Yeah, 85 is by the... Oh, oh.
0: All sorts of other things. Car accidents, blip, 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 sicknesses, etc. 15, that's well, pretty could high. A, it could be the
1: motherly instinct, like, you don't, this life is...
0: Survival of the fittest, not.
1: Yeah, like, this life is going to be sucky for you if you continue like this.
0: That's why you don't wait. Okay, we shouldn't get into politics. Um, yeah. But anyway, nevertheless, he persisted. (laughs) He continues looking into the case. Furthermore, um, her husband Craig is kind of, at this point, he's, like, real weirded out by this. So he starts, like, digging around. And he finds a diary in Kathleen's belongings.
1: But it's locked in with a password protector.
0: (laughs) It's got one of those, like, whisper things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. never worked. And it's got a fuzzy cover or something.
1: And Or Anne Frank. Lisa Frank.
0: Anne Frank's diary was password protected with a fuzzy cover. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Anne Frank's unicorn-covered diary. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, um, The diary had... Lots of details in it about a lot of different things.
1: How to murder a child by smothering.
0: What she ate for lunch that day. Um, So part of the details that were in that diary were detailed descriptions of what had happened with her kids and, like, sentiments and stuff like that. So that was enough for her to go to trial. Um, Her trial lasted seven weeks, and during the trial, she tried to run away, but didn't successfully. Um, the prosecution determined that they, well, they didn't determine, their case was that she killed her four children by smothering them because she was frustrated with having them. What was that? We ignored it. It didn't happen. Okay. Um. That's gotta stay in now so everyone else can hear it. Maybe. That was weird. Um. But Kathleen said that all of her children died from natural causes. So, they look into the diary. Um, the diary was pretty mixed in terms of content. Some of the entries were like, I love being a mother. This is so great. I can't wait till my unborn baby is born and I can be its mother. Meh. Mm-hmm. And then some of it was like, I hate children. And also, fun fact, I can't breastfeed and it's frustrating me. And I can't be a good mother um, some diary entries said she resented her children and she felt like she was detached from the family. This is the postpartum thing that she was like, I gave birth to this, but it's like, not mine. Like, it's not my family,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which happens a lot. Um, she wrote about an insecurities with her marriage and with how she thought Craig viewed her because... According to her diary, he had mentioned a few times that, like, from all these pregnancies and stuff, she had gained weight, and he found her less attractive, and she thought he had, like, a wandering eye or whatever, like, Mad-Eye Moody, and, uh, that he was always looking at other women, and she felt insecure in herself, but at one point, she wrote that Craig had gained weight, and that, like, made her super happy, because she's like, "Hey, hey, Craig.
1: You got fat.
0: <laughs> And you didn't even have a baby. It's just a food baby. So she gained some happiness from that. She discussed her depression, her stress and anger. And one of the... (laughs) This is why I chose this story. Because in the first... One of the first sentences I read in one of my articles was that... I was like, woman kills children for the reason that she could not go to the gym and out dancing with her friends. And I was like, yes, tell me more. I
1: feel like I see a few number of those cases semi regularly. Can't go out dancing? Like I this is getting in the way of my like my my life.
0: Um yeah, there's a lot of reasons why I don't want kids. I like to dance. Science says that you can't dance if you have kids. Mm-hmm. That's proven. Yep. N equals like nine million.
1: Mm-hmm. At least. It's that that split. What split? The gooch split. Oh god <laughs> <laughs> That ruins you.
0: Stop! Oh man. Um. Interesting though, like they could never really prove that they were suffocated. Like they had the signs, but like they could have been other stuff. So they like had different experts come in, and some said something, some th- said other things. But it was like. Okay, the diaries and the number of kids and everything, so they it's figured. It's
1: full signing. Pretty circumstantial.
0: Yeah, which is weird. Craig testified that she had a, quote, terrifying growl when she was frustrated with the children. And at one point, he said that Kathleen pinned Laura to her high chair, attempted force-feed her before dumping her on the floor, saying, Go to your fucking father. Hashtag good parenting. And the same day, that was the day that Laura died. On May 21st, 2003, full big Kathleen...
1: Comma. Comma.
0: Comma, 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 chameleon. Was found guilty of three counts of murder, one of manslaughter, and one of maliciously inf- inflicting grievous bodily harm.
1: Like general grievous, or...
0: I don't know. Um, And for all of these counts, she received 40 years in jail with a chance of parole after 30 years. Which, like, your lady got sentenced to the death penalty. And this lady killed four people. Maybe people. Mm -hmm. Still people. So, like america do four baby people not equal one big person
1: i think america just likes to kill people
0: yeah i guess so australia is like nah.
1: well we'll let we'll let the the dingoes and the scorpions do that i
0: will say like postpartum depression and stuff is a real real deal i like can't imagine it's very strange it's it's a weird fascinating topic to me Um, On February 17, 2005, her sentence was reduced to 30 years with the possibility of parole after 25 years, which is going to be 2028. Currently, she's in protective custody in jail because she's in a women's prison and women prisoners don't take kindly to mothers killing their babies. And so there's a, a likelihood that she would be attacked in prison, so she's in solitary
1: kind of like in men's prisons men's prisons don't like Rapist, rapists children rapists and children murderers yeah. and women murderers right they're gonna kill somebody kill a man
0: do they have anything against men killing women
1: yeah they don't like that either oh allegedly
0: i didn't know that i thought it was just like child scheme.
1: it's children and then rape and then women murder
0: hmm. um After she went to jail, she started writing to... Allegedly. What? After she allegedly went to jail? No.
1: The men. What? Men, prisoners.
0: Okay. After she went to jail, she started writing to different newspapers and stuff, talking about how angry she was about the way that things went down, and that she was just a normal mother, writing down her feelings of frustration in a healthy way, just like spilling it out on paper just don't keep a journal yeah a lot of therapists tell you to write though so blame the therapists i guess
1: yeah but do that thing where they're like write a note out to the person you hate but then, then just burn it don't yeah don't mail it just write it all out and then just burn it
0: yeah she also said that craig was uh betrayed her and told like extravagant lies for this case
1: it's like the ritz carlton of lies in here <laughs>
0: um this, whole, this thing, this whole case sparked, like, I mean, there was a lot of debate about this anyway, but, like, it sparks a lot of conversation about mo- mothers killing their children. It's, like, an idea that a lot of people have difficulty grasping. Like, that investigator was like, I don't think I can do this case. It's a mother. There's no way. Um, an associate professor of psychiatry at Melbourne University, uh, and Buist, I think? I don't know. Uh said that it can often stem from childhood trauma and a lack of love that leads the individual to get an overinflated ego and see children as possessions instead of family which like she bounced around from home to home or whatever and mm-hmm. nobody told her that her mom was killed and everything like that and Anne says that a lot of this you know resentment towards children from their mothers is a combination of genetics and upbringing and postpartum reactions and everything like that. During the trial, Kathleen seemed to just kind of detach herself from everything when they talked about her children dying and everything and accusing her of doing it. She just had no emotions or anything like that.
1: Did they ever see her crying or anything?
0: They did. There were times where she did and she... When
1: talking about the child murder or just like distress it made her cry
0: well a little bit of both uh she tried to i mean a lot of people thought she was just trying to convince the court and when ambulance people showed up she was frantic and they thought she was either like not really aware of what was happening or she was trying to convince them there were a few times where she cried and they're not sure if it was an act or whatever
1: you you never said she she got like diagnosed like if she had like split personality no one personality could have killed it and then no she came resurfaced
0: they didn't suspect anything like that they didn't inspect suspect insanity or anything like that they just they pretty much said like she had a it was kind of boiled down to she had a murderer for a father so there's like a, a genetic genetic predisposition or whatever and she had spotty love throughout her childhood no consistent adult figures and then she was suffering from postpartum depression and not and having the baby and then not seeing it as part of her family which like you pop out some weird little infant thing and you'd be like i, I don't know you I, I could see it i don't know so Oh, then I like did a little research because I was like, this seems weird in terms of the sentencing. And I found out that where she was sentenced, which was Victoria, Australia, infanticide is a lesser charge than murder. And it's a maximum of five years in jail per count. Yeah. Which is really crazy to How'd me. How'd you get 30? She had like other charges. She had three charges of murder, one of manslaughter, and one of maliciously inflicting, grievous bodily harm. And it was reduced. Um, So, just to end the story, I have a couple excerpts from her diary. Two of them. Literally a couple. The first one is, Obviously I'm my father's daughter. But I think losing my temper and being frustrated and everything has passed. I now just let things happen and go with the flow. An attitude I should have had with all of my children. If given the, ch- if given the chance, I'll have it with the next one.
1: Was that the last murder?
0: Um, when was that written? It was after either the second or the third one. Yeah. And then the next ep- excerpt is like, this is kind of like one of the, nails in the coffin it was with sarah all i wanted was for her to shut up and one day she did vague kind of yeah that's the thing is the whole thing is kind of vague
1: well she could have been like and one day i'll make her shut up
0: yeah it's a little like there are vague points in the whole story Mm -hmm. and like i said There were experts that said a whole bunch of different things, but overwhelmingly
1: the consensus.
0: Yeah. Everyone was like, she killed her children. So that's the story of Kathleen Fullbig murdering her four children.
1: And that's the story of episode 21, a unbeknownst.
0: (laughs) A baby murder
1: bash. They had babies and murder, but mine did not have baby murder.
0: Oh, right. A postpartum party. Do you want the post postpartum party? Party? Post? Triple P? post, mar, post Postpartum party party. Do you want it? PPS. I got it in my pocket. Pocket sand.
1: <laughs> what have I got in my pocket?
0: A walk it. A walk it in my pocket. Postpartum. Postpostpartum. Party. Party. Time. P-P-A-P-A-P-A. P-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A. Post. 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 Partum. Party. Party. Oh, that's all P's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's all P's right there. Okay. That
1: has some use in it, though.
0: Okay, everyone's getting annoyed with me now. Um, I've only also gotten, like, what the heck did you just do for episode 20? Because I'm disgusted and appalled and I feel bad. Um, but anyway, we'll get people back, maybe. Uh, <laughs> you and I recently traveled. Recently. Less than a week ago. We yeah. went to Canada. And then, then, and, and we flew back because my parents were going off. To Maine after our trip
1: the Great White North
0: is that what they call it Oh so we were in the we were in the airport and I don't remember which flight it was, but they did the thing that everybody always does. They're like, this plane is now boarding First up is people with wheelchairs or who need extra time and, and infants or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they call it the people with the wheelchairs. The wheelchair people, and it was the flight where there were two wheelchairs. Three. No, there were two.
1: The flight back to the were three.
0: Then it was the other one. Two people in wheelchairs, and they went on. Then a woman walked up to the desk, and I don't know what you were doing. You were shifting around and stuff, and she goes, That's my work phone. Okay, she a woman walks up to the desk and she goes, I rode a wheelchair in the airport, but I don't actually need one. Can I board now? No. And the woman, like, looked confused and baffled and then was like, uh, sure, and then let her run.
1: What do you mean, like, I don't know. The way that, that phrase, I rode a wheelchair, means, like, she sat in it for, like, a minute and no, he's like, I did it.
0: I think she rode it to the gate maybe because she didn't want to walk there or something.
1: Who was pushing her?
0: Uh, an airport person. Mm-hmm. I've been pushed in an airport wheelchair. The guy who pushed me in an airport wheelchair was like need for speed.
1: I'd rather be on one of those carts.
0: They're like, well, I don't know if they had those when I was in the airport wheelchair.
1: Yeah, but the one we were just in, there was a woman she that was, was like going. 80. She
0: <laughs> was like she, her like jowls were like shaking in the wind that guy was going so fast she looked terrified that woman but like can you believe the nerve of somebody like i rode in a wheelchair but i don't actually need one can i go on now too
1: you know what country you live in right
0: i know but still Ugh.
1: it's america it's
0: disgusting is what it is
1: america's national export obesity
0: It's like the time that I saw someone in a handicapped spot in the parking lot, and they were like, what are the odds that a handicapped person's going to need this spot anyway? And I was like, "Ah, (laughs) how dare?
1: There are some times where it's like, I'm going into the store for like a minute.
0: Oh my god, you have not.
1: I have not personally, but I'm saying there could be a reason where no, you're like it I need to go. Store. I need to run to the UPS for like a minute to drop this off and then leave. No, it's All the spots never are taken.
0: Okay, it's morally wrong.
1: And I guess that'll that'll do it.
0: Just I wanted to let you know what you missed in the airport. Thanks for tuning in. We love you.
1: Episode twenty one. We can drink now.
0: Episode twenty one. We drank before then. But anyway.
1: Thanks for joining us on um, Baby Murder Island.
0: Baby murder time. p p p p p p The postpartum party party.
1: It was Baby Murder Island, though, because it was Australia.
0: Mm, true, true, true. Every country is an island if you look at it the right way. If you want to... Suggest a story or write us an STFU because we can't always have our ears out for everything. Or if you want to join me in solidarity of my hair problems, please shoot us an email at sadtalespodcast at gmail.com. And if you like social media in terms of Instagram or Twitter, please. Also Facebook. Oh, and Facebook. Well, but is it different, isn't it?
1: I don't know. They can probably find it. At Sad
0: Tales Podcast. You'll find it. All three of those. You'll figure it out. You'll find it.
1: And until next week.
0: And we have a Patreon page. Oh, that too. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Sad Tales Podcast. Patreon.com slash Sad Tales Podcast. So you can head on over there and get yourself some rewards and support us.
1: And now that'll do it.
0: And now that'll do it.
1: We'll be back next week.
0: That'll do. Pig.